Hi. Um, <clears throat> welcome to 2023. What are we? What are we calling it? What are we calling it now? Are we, um, I, Harris and I like kind of just like decided right before very, <laughs> very perfunctorily right before recording that it was time to just like change up the show and do this bad content thing. Welcome all the time. to Nigh Unwatchable. Nigh, really? I, I always liked that one. Um, that's pretty good. Nigh unwatchable. It's better than complicated content, which like <laughs> is simple, but too it sounds like an NPR show. And nigh unwatchable at least like takes some of what yeah. we got. Welcome back to nigh unwatchable. I'm Terry Gross. It's gonna be a. I'm God. I'm gonna hate. Do you know how hard that title is gonna be to put inside an image? Nigh unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, super hard. Which is why I love it. Um, or I don't oh, know. Oh boy, it's I'm, it's going to be just text. I'm going to figure that's, out a way. It's just going to end up being letters. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Most words are. Welcome to the show where we watch something so that you don't have to. Um, usually, yeah. usually, it is. It was pithy. Thank that you. Was nice. Um, usually it is something from my childhood, which I have not revisited. Uh, and which just sucks, and I can torture Chris with it. But Chris actually, uh, uh, and it, it came to him in a dream, and by a dream I mean an ad. Uh, and it did. It came to me. In we an watched ad. Mr. Bill Burr's uh, most recent special on Netflix. I hope we watched the same one. Did you like live at? That's Red Rocks. what I. That's the one I watched. That's it's the, the one. same one. And. Yeah, I don't know. I think this new this new version of the show, while it used to be bad content as a segment, making the whole show nigh unwatchable, which is really funny to say, like it's not the title, <laughs> um, is is definitely going to be more in depth than we got into for for ten minutes at the end of uh, the It Is Nigh episode. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna dig into the nitty gritty on a lot of things, which is it's just fun, and it'll differ depending on what type of nigh unwatchable shit it is as yeah. we go through this year i don't know I, I, it's a new year new show yeah also bilber is a really weird comedian yeah. to watch because well he's very i hate his voice and he's very shouty yeah. he's got this thick boston accent but like none of that is necessarily a bad thing and he is sometimes oh funny. i laugh i think he has like the I think he has like definite good deliveries, and, and there were definitely jokes in here that yeah. I laughed at too. Um, that said, yeah, the point of this is not to say like he's a shitty comedian or this was like a shitty show, but there, <coughs> excuse me, there are all these weird problems throughout <laughs> with a like consistent through line of misogyny, which is going to be <coughs> I don't know weird to get into. Let's. Do you want to start us off? I I don't know, Harrison, if you want to go through everything in the show or just kind of pick out uh, our bits and kind of describe maybe their placement in the show, but kind of jump around because it is a stand-up yeah. set. We don't need, necessarily need to be now, in order. But I mean, all, all of it is is like generally stems from the theme of like I I I've really got no hard line opinions on bill burr one way or the other like i i am aware that he is a comedian 
I am aware that he says things that sometimes I'm like, meh, you know, I don't love that. Um, but to my knowledge, he's not, he's not super out and out. Like, I don't know. He's very hard to categorize. He is, um, because he, he, he's pretty damn good at playing both sides. I gotta say. Like there was, there was a. <laughs> he does a really good job of this. Like I'm gonna make fun of the extreme of yeah. everybody and the annoying parts of both of those sides, which he does do throughout. But always, it's so interesting because it's always like done in this way to be on neither side. But I still, I still think puts out some interesting, harmful ideologies sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because like what, what a lot of it feels like is, um, um, like a lot of it is constructed exactly like Mark Antony's like friends, Romans, countrymen speech. And what I mean by that is that yeah. like while he is saying he'll he'll do this thing where he like gives deference to. Uh, women or like whatever group he's about to make fun of right for brutus is an honorable man so are they all all honorable men but you know and like so before like every yeah. single joke there's this weird preface about like and i love women you know who doesn't love men women are great but don't they suck ass also is like how every joke yeah. is constructed um which is so and it's we go in it's it's funny because he it's clearly a lot of that is not nece- is not necessarily conscious like yeah. i don't i think bill burr would see himself as not a misogynist no. person and he probably doesn't live his life in a way that i would necessarily think indicates that but these jokes the f- <coughs> well we'll yeah. get into it i think i think it's interesting because he there's something in the way he does structure the set that's interesting in relation to the misogyny because you kind of ease into it you start with this let's go lefty versus righty vaxxer versus anti-vax sort of joke at the top of the show and then this transitions into a bit on canceling which begins with this weird which is like it's one of those it's one of those jokes where I feel like, I mean, you know, everyone's a critic or whatever, but I feel like the the better joke was right in front of us the whole time and he just doesn't mm-hmm. go for it. And he instead makes a cancellation, like people getting canceled joke, related to m- women, not related to stats. Right. But he starts this joke about how the stats are, like, stupid around, about how there's, like, a finite number of people can be canceled and now the cancel people are running out of people to cancel or whatever and then he goes into like making fun of the stats like every 1.6 seconds a dude takes his dick out at work it's like obviously that's not a real stat but it's this interesting joke of like we could talk about statistics and how they are obviously flawed and there's like maybe an interesting route you can Mm -hmm. take here for this joke i don't know but instead he is taking He's making up fake stats that are, like, obviously fake and using them to talk about how so much culture around or uh, so much discourse around a culture of misogyny in the workplace is is like overblown, basically. 
But it's like, well, you're not using any stats that actually indicate that because you're taking obviously fake ones about, you know, it's like you're combining stats and individual news stories about sexual harassment and putting them together. And that's like, no, it's like when you actually, I looked it up while I was watching the set because I was like, what is like, let's say this came out in like 2020 Mm -hmm. or something like that or 2021. But in 2018, there was a survey done and 81% of women you know, surveyed, said they had experienced sexual harassment in the U.S. It's like, that's the the big stat that, like, matters. But by making the joke he's making here, it feels like you're belittling, like, a real stat right, like right, that. Right, right, right. Like, you're encouraging your audience to, like, see those real stats as, like, inherently ridiculous and false. But you're not using those stats in your joke because those are right, horrifying right. stats that actually sound real and actually indicate a culture of misogyny. Which, like, in many ways, Bill Burr doesn't believe exists. Well, and, and that, that so, I, I guess this is as good a time as any to bring this up, because the the most prevalent uh, form of joke that he uses in, in this special, and I, I have to assume that this is probably just, like, his form of comedy, is, like, the guy that sits at the end of the bar and is like, and another thing! And you know what else? I'm just saying, we're all thinking it. I'm just saying it. Like, he he comes up with these, like, grand pronouncements. And it's like, and all of you are thinking the same thing. Which, sometimes he's right. I'd say, like, 50% of the time it works because it's like, you know what? I have thought that. And, like, that's an interesting point. But the other 50% of the time, it's like, Bill, no. Like no, we're not thinking that at all. Like I don't, I don't know why you're saying like, oh come on, you're you all know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like why are we just? It, it's it, like I, you know, like you're you're again, you're you're kind of he's kind of Peterson Petersoning. That doesn't work at all. He's Jordaning. Oh, but that's that sounds good. He's Jordan B. Peterson Petersoning. That's really hard to say. Where like. He's yeah. he's presenting this. The, the, he's presenting. He's basically saying that there is like there are certain objective truths that permeate throughout reality. Like, okay, uh, I'll give you an example. When he's talking about like beauty standards and stuff like that, it's like, come on, we all know that that's beauty. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you like, whoa, you whoa there. Well, you like, skipped. He has all this whole of thing the steps going, required to get to that. He he that pronouncement and he'd like will make those broad claims like you said that i love that image of like the guy at the end of the bar who's like and you know whatever because he turns the cancellation bit weirdly Mm. and i think he does this because he thinks it's like a safer place to take the cancellation bit he he turns it into canceling people who are dead or are in the past or whatever and he specifically uses this line of people are, you know, but this is ridiculous to cancel people who have died, who might be revered or whatever now, because one, they're dead and two people are of their time. Right. He's like, you are of your time as if that excuses any, you know, racism or violence or domestic abuse right. or anything in the past. And guess what? It doesn't like well, people knew it was bad to be racist 50 years ago, even 100 years ago. You know, like, there are abolitionists in the 1800s. So when you tell me, like, oh, well, you know, it's just normal for people to like slavery. I'm like, when there are 
people enough alive who are like, this is wrong, then I think we can hold every one of a time accountable. Yes. For and for being on the wrong side yeah, of things. Yeah. Like, it, the, I'm sorry, I just don't ascribe to that worldview that, like, people are of their time and that, like, forgives everything. It's like, no, just because you could get away with being a domestic abuser really easily 80 years ago, and you still can today, by the right. way. That doesn't mean that it, like is somehow okay right. because it was so like out in the open and easy it's like no that's that's not how that works right. it's different now or we strive for it to be different now because clearly that was a problem right. well like, and, and again and maybe criticizing it is like an okay yeah, thing to do it speaks but it's exactly it's exactly the the thing that we were just talking about with him saying that like this applies to me and therefore it applies generally Right. Like with with this example in particular, is you like a lot, a lot of white people don't even really care about racism. And I don't really like care about racism and therefore like all other like and I mean, he makes plenty of funny jokes, you know, about the, the people that that are yeah. like I laughed at the L couch where it's like people are sitting there getting like concerned while they're just laying on their L couch, you know, funny, funny. That's that's yeah, it but it it, it 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 gets to the point where the the conclusion that he won't go ahead and state, but that he's getting at is so why care at all? We shouldn't. I was like, well, buddy, I mean, I think you're you're totally right. There's there's there are plenty of critiques to be made and plenty of satire to be found in like the types of people that won't actually do any of the work to back up their grand social justice pronouncements. You know, White Lotus is a great example of how you take those yeah. types of people and to satirize them and to break them down in a way that is smart, intelligent, and says more needs to be done, and this person is not doing anything. You know, in a, in a, in a way that actually makes you think about it. Bill Burr's type of comedy is just like, you people don't actually care, and therefore we shouldn't care, and that's the end of it. It's like, how is that it your is, approach it's to problem? It's very nihilistic. It, ooh, that's true. Yeah, it really is. I mean, he does well. We'll talk about actually. Yeah, let's. Uh, well, no, let's save the. Well, yeah, do you want to talk about the, the, woke, the abortion bit? The, because one thing, one thing that kept annoying me a lot is. And, oh, he and did the, have way that that, the way that the way that I think I can hold on. Wait, could you describe the context for any for anyone who hasn't seen? The well, the, the, I I don't remember what the the joke itself was leading to. He just said something along the lines of like, "I uh, people white people who refer to themselves as woke are just dumb." It's like, buddy, you don't oh, yeah. hang out with with like white activist people if you think that they're just going around calling themselves woke all the time like i can't that i mean maybe 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 like four or five years ago but that's not a thing that like any activist has done like nobody that i hang out with refers to themselves as woke anymore because the word has been no, stolen it's been does. hijacked it's been tainted like it's 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 lost. Once it's, yeah, once it comes out of a Fox News reporter's mouth, it's yeah. over. No one's using it anymore, but it, they're going to pretend for years like everyone right. using and it. Right, that, and that is some, like, like bad Which is pride. what's happening with Woke. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it has... <laughs> and it's it's annoying that he buys into that kind of shit. Well, it is. And it's just I, proof that, like, <clears throat> that 
I, 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 I don't know how much I can rely on his caricatures of, and, and that's the thing is that he's like, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I, I lob like insults at both sides. And it's like, but some of them are unfounded. Do you understand my concern is that some of them are, are just like, like take these people, for instance, running around, calling themselves woke. Who bill who's doing that? <laughs> like that just says to me that you don't actually pay attention or hang out with any quote unquote woke people because you think that they're just like sitting around in a circle jerk like Chris, you're so woke today. That's that's just so it's woke. Both sides and yeah, just to say you are, but there's like no substance for that. Or my favorite way that he does this is not by actually both sides and but as we've already kind of mentioned, is by making a statement <clears throat> and then like walking itself walking it mm-hmm. back with the i'm i'm just telling a joke you know kind of reminder and sometimes he literally says that and sometimes he doesn't i think one of the this is like the first long bit of mm-hmm. the show begins with and i and i wrote it down because i was shocked that he like literally began the bit with this he begins with every time i think feminism has died off dot 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 you know, <laughs> wait for pause for laughter. Um, and that's how this section begins. And then he, he kind of goes on and like chuckles at himself and says, I'm just kidding. It doesn't bother me. You know, I'm not rooting for it because it's going to fail, which until we had talked about it a few seconds ago, I hadn't thought about how that how nihilism is this interesting framing device he has for his worldview. Yeah. But but kind of moving past that for a second. He keeps going to be like, you know, this this whole bit of of like feminism is basically dumb because it requires the help asking, of men. It's so weird. It's kind of like <laughs> you're asking for something you're not getting, and the reason you're not getting it is because you're not asking for it. It's like this weird circular logic where he starts going into the WNBA and how like women athletes aren't paid the same yeah. amount. And then he and then he makes the joke that you know why do you think this is? It's because you don't sell out right, tickets, right, right, and right, audiences, right, 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 and yada yada yada. As if that's the punchline, and people laugh at this. And I'm like, yeah, that's indicative of like a misogynist culture that's not like women's fault, and demanding that they get paid more is an is a well, way of saying, hey, maybe if you pay us more, you'll put us on TV more, and therefore people will watch us more. Right. <laughs> And that's, like, a good thing. And, I mean, he literally, like, what I what I think is so funny about this is earlier in the show, he does, and we probably should have mentioned this before, but when he's talking about past cancellations, it gets him into this weird Sean Connery zone. He does a dynamite Sean a Connery he talks impression. About, I, I will give yeah, him that. Yeah, so he does a weird Sean Connery bit, but in that bit, he kind of specifically talks about how media shapes our worldviews when we're growing up and like shapes how we think is like a is a thought that is woven through the bit he references how when he was a kid he used to think you know he would be a trucker with a pet monkey friend because that was a show on at his time while he was a kid it's like (laughs) also funny but so in the context of the wnba maybe we should just 
put it on TV. It'll make people want to go to the games then. Then they'll sell tickets. And then, like, you can pay them enough. It is, like, it's not... You're not selling the tickets, and therefore you shouldn't be paid enough. It's like, no, the structure is not designed in any way to make that right. happen, In dude. fact, the opposite And you're, is like, true. literally blaming the women for doing that and complaining yeah. about it and acting like it's and acting like it's, it's stupid and dumb it's, for them to be complaining. It's, it's two things. Oh, it's two things. It is, it is, which is why it's, it, it is just kind of jarring to hear it. Um, it's a bootstraps argument and it's a uh, slavery was a long time ago. It like it, it, it pulls in <laughs> oh my God. both of those lines of reasoning, you know, the, the whole like society exists in a vacuum. Everybody is born on an even playing field. And if you can't get ahead, it's your fault. I mean, like it just, it plays into every single one of those. And it's wild to just see it like totally that does. type of logic applied to to a situation i mean just like the whole why can't you guys do it yourself is like it, it's a, okay few things going on here one you you don't know what feminism is you don't you clearly don't because by by the oh, way yeah. you're talking about it you seem to think that it's women ahead that's not what feminism is it feminism is Equality. When he literally makes the joke where he laughs at feminism by saying, like, it's going to fail because they need men, they need men's help to make it happen, which is clear by saying that and thinking that's funny is like, well, yeah, of course you don't get feminism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If we're going to take, I don't know, like, I'm just taking the bell hooks definition of feminism, but feminism is supposed to be the, like, total equalizing of all people on economic, social, gender, sexual power all like levels that we can level is like the point of feminism which would mean you do need men on board because it isn't about women it's about everyone it's an it's a philosophy of like well the extreme anarchy yeah but you know what it reminds you know it's like you just don't get it 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 really (laughs) reminds me of how like fundamentalist christians like hang on to the wording of like well, there's a reason that evolution is just a theory. And it's like, you are getting way too caught up on terminology here. You know, like, like you are pinpointing something about the, it's like, well, it's called feminism. Feminine is in the name. Therefore, it's saying that women should be above men. It's like, yeah, but like, did a, did a feminist tell you that? Because, again, we've already established that you don't hang out with woke people, clearly, just by the way that, like, the disdain you have for them and the way that you talk about them is just like, I'm not, yeah, I don't believe that you've ever spoken to, to, to anyone of, of said persuasion, but it, 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 it's, it's crazy how many different areas he like applies that logic. And there's also a ton of withholding going on here, um, which is why I find oh, yeah. it annoying that like, he kind of tries to be this, uh, Dave Chappelle, um, uh, who's the who's the very above who's the it all. very preachy but really good um comedian that everybody always kind of draws uh, parallels with um it'll come to me but preachy in in what way <laughs> like like he would always talk about um he he was like the the 
guy with a big bald spot and he would always talk about like social issues and he was just like ahead of his time. I don't know. It's it, it, it'll come to me. Oh, um, oh, Lewis Black. No, George Carlin. Um, oh, George Carlin. Uh, <laughs> Lewis Both Black. bald old men. Um. <laughs> um, no, like, like he, he will just, he thinks that he's making these like really smart. He thinks he's getting to the core of it, you know, like, uh, let's, Let's push away all of the nonsense and let's just talk about truth. And then the truth that he presents is just like completely subjective and totally based on oh, on yeah. things that like even later in the show he gets into about like his familial problems and where a lot of his anger comes from. It's like, so you have figured some of it out, but you won't. You I won't know it's take wild. Take an extra step to be like, now how did that affect me and the way I view the world and the way I look at things? Um, but but as far as withholding it's, the the big one. So like you brought up John Wayne, right? It was like everybody's getting mad at John Wayne because John Wayne said in Playboy in 1973, who gives a fuck what it's like no, Bill, that's not what happened. That's not what people were upset about. <laughs> and it's not as if it came out of nowhere. The, the the question that was being debated was specifically about the naming of an airport with his so like it was a relevant fucking topic. It's not it's not like like again with with him not hanging out with woke people he has this image of them like in a safari gear like out there like all right who are we gonna get next oh John Wayne that looks like a good one it's like no it was relevant to a discussion of people being like he's a great man we need to have more shit named after him not less and then people being like he wasn't a great man he was actually a bit of a piece of shit and then be like oh oh. That's not fair. You can't. You can't get on him for that. It's like, but we can because we're talking about erecting monuments to this person. Like it. it yeah. It, ooh, yeah. He yeah, approaches yeah, every yeah. every topic like it does not matter. Like you were saying, like it's it it doesn't matter, and therefore everyone's opinion around it is like super stupid and silly which you're right it's like this weird solipsistic nihilism where it's like well it doesn't matter to me therefore it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter and therefore everyone's (laughs) thoughts are ridiculous ridiculous invalid and worthy of of open mockery in front of like a massive audience you know it's just like buddy and I mean, and then and then he goes on to do the same thing. Um, now this is this is not withholding. This is false equivalency. But like Coco Chanel versus Sean Connery. It's like, yeah. Where the so fuck that's did a, you that's get his past cancellation bit. Is like we shouldn't cancel past Sean Connery for saying that like domestic abuse is like fine and normal. <clears throat> For saying it recently, Coco Chanel by the way. was a Nazi yeah. sympathizer and like worked with Hugo Boss to like design, you know, uniforms and concentration camp, camp clothes and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit. Like, eh. like yeah, two two people doing shitty things. Right. Like, I'm not sure what what we're trying to say well, here. It's like people, and he talks about it like Coco, like no one knows this about Coco Chanel. It's like, no, this is very well known about Coco Chanel. Along with like a shit ton of other 
famous brands, yeah. dude. Like, it is well known that, like, Volkswagen was the Nazi yeah. mobile and that, like, Hugo Boss was the Nazi, like, designer. And, like, well, you know what? Fucking Strauss oof. was, a, like, a Nazi for oh, a time, yeah. even though he actually was made to not be a Nazi. They kind of fucked up with him because he, like, totally wasn't. But they made him a high important official, and then he like kept all of his like Jewish friends, and they were like, "Hey, stop that!" Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, Man. "Yeah, it, it, but, it. <laughs> but whatever." Anyway, point is, you can. A lot of people were shitty people in the past, and none of that excuses anyone else's shit. Yes, man. Yes, nail on the head. It, 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 it really, it really, really, it is Putining, right? It is. Well, what about, I mean, it's whataboutism, right? It, it's, it's, well, you know, yes, we do war crimes, but have you considered America also do war crime? Yeah, that's what I thought, okay? We do nothing, <laughs> fuck you. Like, it's, it's this annoying circular logic where, okay, you care about X, but not about Y, and therefore, we shouldn't do anything about either of them. It's like, no, Bill, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, like, it, if you think that we're it's, not having uh, enough of a productive conversation about how Coco Chanel is a piece of shit, say that. Say I think we should have <laughs> a productive conversation about how Coco Chanel is a piece of shit. And then get the dialogue going <laughs> and then, like, see what fucking happens. That's what people did with Sean Connery. Like, it doesn't have to be this constant, like, oh, well, you, you, it's like he views it as cherry picking when more what it is is like, we're getting there, dog. Like, like it can't be, yeah. your solution is if you can't, if you can't get all the baddies at once, don't get any of them. It's like, that's, surely there's a middle ground here, No. But of course there isn't because at, at weirdly at the core of this man's belief, and I keep coming back to it because he does throughout the show, is like a belief in a like strict difference between the – it's so interesting because he, it's an, his belief is an acceptance of gender right. roles, not necessarily heteronormative gender roles in that it's a cis man and a cis woman but it is a heteronormative gender role in that like there is always a classical man and classical woman side of every right. relationship and it's just this uh, it's it's just so weird how how his essentialist kind of viewpoint here which is also like this weird shade of, of misogyny coming in like manages to rear its head in in these two in these two ways i think they're they kind of follow each other he does this bit about having a temper mm -hmm. and he does this bit about uh like a rude lesbian he interacted with on the streets of mm -hmm. new york and and this temper bit is basically about how like sometimes he'll just like flip out and one time he does this and it scares his daughter and he felt really bad about it and, like, it's a funny bit because, you know, he does the whole flip-out moment, which it's a, funny when people flip out about silly yeah. stuff when they're stressed. We all do it, and we all find it funny when we catch other people doing it because guess what? Catharsis. Because but, he, um, is a, he is a good he actor. Flip out. He, he, I mean, he's, he's and dead he, and he does wrong. A good like, job he's, at, like, he's a good actor. Yeah, he, he, he does a good job on stage with this, and, and you can see how it would scare 
a two-year-old daughter who is yeah. present. So he like realizes his daughter's present. She gets, she starts crying. So he feels like a really bad dad. And the whole Hashtag bit is dad. this weird thing about how like I, um, I was a bad dad. And then my wife came in while I was like stressed for this moment and obviously was aware of all this. Cause I like was, I flipped out and had a shouty fit at like a phone in the kitchen and freaked out our kid. So she starts yelling at him. And he goes off into this bit about how, like, because of the timing and because he was stressed and now she's yelling at him, how basically he, like, wanted to kill his <laughs> wife. That's the punchline of this joke. It's like, I wanted to kill my wife. And, and I'm like, this, he gets to that point and I'm like, this was a joke around a story about you being in the wrong, making a major yeah. mistake in fatherhood. And the punchline of that story is, I wanted to kill my wife. Like it is like, how did we even in a joke that is that is a should be about like bettering yeah. and how you were wrong, is somehow we shoehorn in this well, message right at the yeah, end. Yeah, he had <laughs> me. Like at various points in the joke, he had me. I was with him, and then and then uh, and then it again, he just like turns it into like a. And don't we all hate our wives, right, fellas? I mean, we love them, but <laughs> we hate them. Am I right, guys? It was like, what I mean, the fuck no. are you doing, yeah. guys? Like, why is this where you landed? And then the same thing happens. He talks about how he had this role where he was, like, in a movie that was shooting in New York. And the month he was there was Gay Pride Month. It was June. So he is, you know, he's worried that he's going to, like, get hit on by gay men on the street while he's there fit for the movie and stuff which like i was like all right this is gonna be one of those classical like straight dudes are just really uncomfortable with gay dudes joke and then it and turns then it, the joke is actually yeah. pretty funny he's like and then i and then no dude hit on me the entire time i was there and i felt really he's like bad and that made myself. me feel worse and i was like <laughs> yeah which is like that's really cute yeah. that's funny that turns this whole i this whole like homophobia thing on its head and now it's like a fun joke but then he talks about, so I'm walking down the street one day and I see, like, this butch lesbian, like, walking towards me. He goes on, like, a mini tangent bit about how he could tell. It's like, I don't care. Very 2015. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit. Like, we all know if you see a butch lesbian on the street, you can generally tell without having to ask. You might be wrong, but you can generally tell. And that's his point in this tangent joke. Anyway, they're walking towards each other, and he shifts to one side of the sidewalk to avoid her. She ends up shifting to his side of the sidewalk and, and kind of back and forth, and then they brush past each other. And he, the whole point of the joke is kind of how offended he was about, and this ties, this is coming after the temper bit. So he's like, I was thinking about this for days. Like, who is this person who brushed past me, and like, why did she, why was she like in this honorary mood to this like, me a stranger? And he was thinking about it. And then he lands on the conclusion of she did this because she was a lesbian. Because Chris, obviously. And he's like, and he waits for yes. everyone to like kind of giggle. And then he's like, let yes. me explain. It's because like, what does a lesbian have to deal with? A lesbian yes. has to deal with like, if they, they got, they date women and they sleep with women and they live with women. And it's like, they have to deal with women yes. all the time. Just like me, a straight ah. guy. And women suck. 
So of course that's she was in a just, bad mood. Just like it is. It is like it's just appalling. It, that that, wow. <laughs> this is like two yeah. times in a row we have we have jokes of, that are stories about him overreacting to minor events in his life, and both times they end with with. Well, and both times he like, ends with drawing what? like the wrong conclusion. You know, and like where where Ugh. honestly. Uh, Chris, I'm not going to lie to you. This was not even close to to the worst thing that we've watched. Not even in the neighborhood, not even in the realm. We've watched so much worse shit. But I got to tell you. So much. This made me sadder than a lot of other stuff that we've watched. And the reason that it makes me so incredibly sad is that, like, He's he's just really close sometimes, you know, and and just like he oh, can't yeah. get there, and it's and it's it's sad, like it's really sad because like it just makes me think about a, I mean he has a very sizable audience, you know, there are people that treat him as a George Carlin and and listen to him with the same like oh, yeah. now that guy gets it, you know, so to just hear like okay what does he get. Like, n- not a lot. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh oh. So these truths uh-oh. that he's spreading. I mean, like, I like for instance, when I was saying that I was like on his side briefly with like the daughter story. Like when he realized after yelling at her, like, fuck, what did I just do? Was that just some interaction? Or is she now not going to be an astronaut because of this? That's funny, you know, because now that that's now a funny that joke. is something that I fully believe. Most parents can relate to, you know, like, like, well, of course thinking they can. about we all have experiences as a kid that our own parents don't yes. remember that were like big experiences for us and like have like a place in our psyches that our parents were just like, oh, I have by the time you bring it up with them, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about because it was just a non thing. Yes, in their lives that dude. Day. And, 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 and like and like most of these jokes do that where like they appeal to a sense of commonality of a sense of shared experience that then he's like have i got you are you on my side here's the crazy shit i actually think and it's like man but why didn't you just stick with the logic that you were on you know you used you used this pathos to like get me on your side and then once i was there you're like women am i fucking right no (laughs) no i'm not gonna agree to this no yeah it's god it's it's weird weird. it's sad on abortion i i he doesn't on abortion you wanna you wanna you wanna take that one i i guess we'll both take it this one's interesting because i didn't really think it, it was it was the so much less of a bad take that I thought it was yes. going to be. Well, because um, it was an abundantly was a, jokey take. <clears throat> like whereas and it was some an of, whereas some take, of the yeah. other ones it was like he's joking but not joking. The, the abortion one felt like a full joke to me. You know, like I I I didn't think that we were like seeing any of his inner psyche or his thoughts no. on it. I in fact most of the joke was that like you're not gonna know what I think about. It's kind this. of like he doesn't yeah. think about it. He was like, "Yeah, like what I think about abortion is that it is killing a baby and it should be legal. Like who cares?" Yeah. It's like and I don't. It's like that's and he acts like that's a really complicated decision. And it's like I actually think a lot of people think mm-hmm. that in the U.S. Like I think there's like a sizable pro-choice 
portion of the population that's like yeah i mean it might be killing a baby but that doesn't change my opinion on whether it should be legal or not you know like i don't think that's a a crazy thing to say i think at worst we could criticize it for being like a harmful thing for someone with his platform to put out there because it does reinforce this notion of like baby murder which is obviously not like that is obviously hyperbole Mm -hmm. to him but it is not hyperbole to like probably half of his audience. Right. So that's like at all. Uh, you know, think about what you're saying and think about what you're doing. And I think, you know, saying, oh, I'm all, I'm only joking can only, yes, you are, but that makes the responsibility all the greater for how you're communicating and what you're communicating. Right. And that it, it, at times it felt very reckless in that yeah. regard, but otherwise it was like, eh. I didn't have like strong feelings about now, it. No, the only the only way that I felt about it is that again he was he again he was doing the thing that's like this is what we all actually think. And it's like Bill, I just don't I don't know about that, man. I don't I don't know that everything that you think He's, he he seems to think that everybody holds in their hearts an objective truth and that he has a special special clairvoyance that allows him to push away the clouds of society and to see that truth and be like, we all know this is the case. <laughs> no, Bill, just like all of the societal factors which you just pushed away are why you think that is the case, my friend. Like... <laughs> Also, like, you are free to think that way. Like, frankly, I while some people who might be viewing him might think that they think that way, I think under careful consideration, most people simply can't afford to be as nihilistic as Bill Burr. Because, yeah, you can afford not to care when you're a, a rich white guy in his 50s who's, like, at the top of his comedy career and, like, got cash rolling. And it's like, yeah... So other shit that makes you have to deal with the world annoys you and you get annoyed with that stuff and like, you know, whatever. But sorry, like most people just have to fucking deal with other people all the time and therefore can't afford to not give a shit. (laughs) And, okay, but that, that, (laughs) you hit the nail on the head. That's another thing that is, that is, that was making me like subconsciously sad about this is that like... He thinks that his nihilism is is that he's nihilistic because of everybody else. When it's just like, Bill, we just went over all of the... I mean, like when he's talking about how he had a bad trip, you know, and he started thinking about how, like, yeah. empty and lonely he feels, and then he's like, it's everybody else's fault that I'm this way. <laughs> Bill, buddy. But it does that (laughs) by, like you said, he gets so, like, it's true it is sad because he does get so close because the way his trip goes, like, I felt this loneliness and darkness, and then I realized that that's because shrooms often, like, ties into your unconscious, which is tied to your childhood, and I had a really shitty childhood. So he goes off about that for a while, and yet it doesn't, he doesn't get there. He doesn't get to the place where it's like, hey... This darkness is because of my past. It is not because it is what's at the center of the right. universe. Right. You know? And it's like, this is coming from, by the way, just so my worldview is understood. 
I do believe there is nothing at the center of the universe. I am one of those people, but I don't believe it in like this dark, sad, like nihilistic way. But you don't believe you don't believe that that, that, that then that that then justifies any action because no actions matter. Like that's that's the frustrating thing is that there's like conceptual nihilism and then a practicing nihilist. Bill Burr is a well, practicing nihilist. No, I mean, I nihilist. would say I would say that's the difference between existentialism fair, and fair, nihilism. Fair, 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 fair. Probably is existentialism is like there is no point to any of it, but therein lies our responsibility to create purpose and to be good stewards of each other's freedom. Like if there is no meaning, then we have we to have to f- make it those yeah. people. Yeah. So like, <laughs> there is great <laughs> responsibility versus yeah, Bill Burr's approach, which is so there is no responsibility, <laughs> which is like a fuck yeah. Yourself, it's like man. man, I really do just then, hate world. Yeah. Like it's that. just like okay, fine. <laughs> keep wondering why you're so lonely <laughs> at night. Like, <laughs> just keep wondering. I'm sure you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, God, it's a it's a weird set. It's one of those where if you want if you want to be if you want to be as confused as we probably sounded in this episode <laughs> and laugh a little bit and then be uncomfortable a lot of it, watch the Bill Burr Live at Red Rock special. Yeah, on but not uncomfortable in a good way. That's another thing is that 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 that's really annoying about the way some people are approaching comedy is they're like. I'm a comedian. I'm supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's like, you're supposed to make us uncomfortable by making us think about how we live in an incarceral state. You know, that's the kind of discomfort that you're supposed to bring up. And he does that a little bit, you know, with the, like, how much do you really care if you aren't doing something to change it? It's like, okay, fair. What do you suggest we do? And then that's when the nihilism kicks in. Nothing. Can't, nothing can be done. So just don't do anything. Okay, well... Yeah, we're all just pieces of shit. End of sentence. Right. And he's like, but it's okay, because so am I. It's like, this is not... This is not the prophet that I want people to be yeah, following. This is... And in weird ways, I really... Comedians in many ways, for straight men in particular, comedians are kind of like modern-day yeah. prophets. This is... The way they are, like, followed and listened to and... And kind of respected in in a way that like almost academia is respected, but by like non-academics. <laughs> He's the prophet we deserve, but not the one we need right now. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Well, uh, this is our show, is I guess. Show. Maybe maybe we'll change the logo or something soon. Maybe. Um, if you if you hate it, let us know um otherwise we're just gonna keep doing this it's gonna be bad content all the time baby weekly bad content. it is nigh pod on the twitter which is a twitter handle that may also be changing soon for today it's not (laughs) it's not (laughs) it ain't happening we'll let you know next week (laughs) all right okay bye-bye